What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Cinema Dado Podcast. My name is Bill. And I'm Ryan. And Ryan, of course, it's Monday. We're going over all the big, we got some big announcements that came out. We got some pretty big uh, spider web size releases that are coming out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And we actually watched some movies, too. So <laughs> we got quite a few things to talk about during the course of the podcast for tonight. So first, how about we just go right off the bat, just go at what we watched. How about that? Let's knock that out and get that out of the way. That sounds good. So you go ahead and you start. All right. So I watched uh, three films this week. Uh, the first one, it was one I'd actually seen before. Uh, it was my first rewatch of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, I have to say, um, I was very surprised and uh, very pleasantly surprised with this film in general. Uh, when I first saw it back in uh, back when it was first released in the cinema, um, you know, the Ghostbusters franchise, you know, that's that's one that's dear to my heart. You know, I uh, I watched you, you know, Bill, we watched the uh, the cartoons from the eighties, oh, yeah. the cartoon from the eighties, absolutely. And then you, you had uh, the original films, the the original two at least, uh, can't be beat. I won't speak about the 2016 film. Um, I've only seen it once, and that was enough for me. Afterlife, you know, I was very pleasantly surprised with how good that one turned out. You know, it it, it takes a little bit to get going, but, you know, they have to establish the new characters, the new setting, the plot line. So it that's understandable. And it, it actually, like, it's one of those passing of the torch type stories that I thought worked and uh, there was a lot of nostalgia built into it, especially when you had um, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson and uh, Annie Potts and Sigourney Weaver eventually show up. And it was just, that film was just a lot of fun all around. And, uh, and that, and, that, uh, and that, as I say, Rob, that ending is such a nice tribute to Harold Ramis. It really is. I, 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 I admit it's, it's one of those sequences where a, a, a tear almost comes to my eye. It was just, uh, you know, when I, I remember seeing it for the first time thinking, will they, will they do something with that? Um, he's, he's unfortunately been gone for a few years now. And, uh, but whatever they use, I don't know if, I, I don't know if it was deep fake technology or what they used to, um, to bring him back in the form of the ghost that that was incredible and it was nice heartfelt and it, it, it definitely gets the uh definitely gets the immersion the emotions going and uh a night a nice a nice ending to the film and if we were to continue with that cast and the same crew i'd be i would support it but that's pretty much the only way um the yeah, next it's a, film, the passing of the torch film, basically. That's, that's what it is. Exactly. Exactly. But you're, but, you're, but you're not wrong about it hitting all the right feels. You know what I mean? Like it, it definitely. Even I think I teared up a little bit. You know, see it. You know that. You know, it, I mean, obviously, there's still people out there who probably haven't seen who maybe not have seen the film, but that ending just even with the even with the the OGs, even with the boys on there for a little while, it just. My gosh, it's just, it's a, it's a really, it's one of the best, like just feelings that I've gotten watching a film in a long time. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then I, um, and I would say like, even the, even like with the, with Paul Rudd, you know, he, he, he's always, a, he's always a pleasure to have in a film. You know, he sees, he brings his charm to it. And then, uh, Carrie Coon, who plays the mother, you know, I, I've, I've been a fan of her since, uh, she was in an, she was in an HBO series, uh, for a few years in the last decade called leftovers. She played a really good, uh, character in that her, her performance was amazing. And, uh, I mean, we, we got her a little bit in Avengers Endgame. She midnight, but you know, that, that that didn't really get to show off her her skills. And I think uh, this one definitely allowed her to have some fun. So it was nice to see her in something something again. And uh, I, I think it's actually kind. Of, I don't know when that film was finished wrapping production or how close it was to filming alongside Stranger Things because you had the, the one actor, Finn Wolfhard, who plays uh, Egon's grandson. You know, he, he he's going to be in the new season of Stranger Things. So it's it's, it's funny. We had Ghostbusters released last year and uh, we're having Stranger Things release, I believe, just next month. And, yes, uh, finally. 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 And depending on how, how, far, how far apart the shooting schedules are, Finn Wolfhard will have looked to have aged like five years in a matter of months. So that'll, that'll be pretty funny. <laughs> pretty much. It seems like it's been about that long since we got the last season. Oh, yeah. And uh, What else did you check out, right, besides like, Afterlife? So I went to go see The Lost City at the uh, at uh, AMC, and I admit that that was a lot of fun. That really had a, uh, a nice nostalgic, like, romancing the stone vibe. It reminded me exactly of that. You know, it's about a, um, you know, Sandra Bullock, she plays like a, uh, a romance adventure novelist, just like uh, Kathleen Turner's character in Romancing the Stone. And uh, Channing Tatum, he's not exactly, he, he, he doesn't exactly play the same type of character that Michael Douglas did. But, you know, I, 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 I liked his character. He, he, he played, he played a character that like on the surface is like a typical Channing Tatum type character but uh they actually gave him a little bit more to work with and that, that that's something i've been noticing lately with him He's, ever since he uh he came back into acting between uh dog and now this he seems to be uh he seems to be branch, branching out a little bit and i see that and uh let's not story- forget that brad let's not forget brad pitt's in there too oh Br- brad-, <laughs> brad pitt is amazing uh did you see it bill did you see it? Yet? I haven't seen it. I have not seen it, but I, again, I got the romance in the stone, you know, vibes when I saw the trailer. And I was like, okay, well, you don't have Michael Douglas and you have Channing Tatum. So obviously, <laughs> Brad Pitt is kind of, Brad Pitt is almost playing like the Michael, look, almost that look. He does. And he, uh, he Brad Pitt, you know, he, 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 I, I know it's like, I gotta admit, like, ever since I saw him in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, now, I, I know he's always been a good actor, but, you know, there was something about that performance that really made me respect him more. And I think uh, ever since that, I, I look forward to each new Brad Pitt performance since then. And uh, this one was just a lot of fun. It looked like they, they all had a lot of fun, you know. And it, Sandra Bullock, she she always hits the mark, you know. And it, it's it's been a while since I've seen her do anything comedic i think the last comedic role i saw her in uh was maybe like the first miss congeniality and ever i never saw the second one but uh she nails it you know it's like right from the very beginning and um 
Daniel Radcliffe, you know, he's, he's uh, still, I guess, I guess he's uh, trying to move even further away from the Harry Potter role. You know, he's, he's done a few interesting roles over the years and he, he excels as always. And uh, he plays the villain and, uh, but he, he's always not, he's always another uh, actor I like to see, especially yeah. uh, now that he's uh, venturing on to different types of roles. And uh, did you ever see that? Did you ever see that movie with Daniel Radcliffe, the Guns Akimbo? Yeah, you know, I was I was blanking on the name. I actually saw it last year with my friend. Was it last year when it came out? Yeah, last year, or the year before, my buddy yeah. Tim. That 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 was a trip. That was a, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I have I've never seen that one. It's pretty good though. I definitely recommend that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that's definitely like a, that's definitely stepping out of the out of the Harry Potter uh, realm for him. With a film like that. Yeah, it's funny. I saw something a while back. It was like a quote. It was like someone was saying how, like, you know, Daniel Radcliffe and Elijah Wood played like two of the most iconic, like, fantasy fiction characters, and around the same time too. And it's like ever since then they've they've done nothing but try to like distance themselves from that role by taking on so many of these crazy roles. And it's, I think it's great. Like, I I feel like as as an actor, they probably figure you know they've succeeded and now it's not they they don't want to be uh, just remembered as just that one role so now they they can, they have some breathing room so yeah but it, it's, it's hard I mean, it's hard though to step out of that i mean they, i mean i don't want to say you know them being like typecast but it's hard i mean i mean when you're dealing with so i mean you're talking multiple films at such a level where i mean you're talking like big box office money that's hard to step away and I mean, for one, I mean, for like me or you, we'd be like, okay, I'm perfectly fine, you know, just uh, being known as that for my career. You know, I, you know, with with everything that's involved with it, with, you know, the money and and just being known, you know, as this iconic character, you know, iconic character, you know, you and I, we would be be fine with that. But for some some actors, you know, they do want to continue and try to step out of that, that mold, you know, but. But they're great too. Two great performances by both those actors in both those franchises. Absolutely. So anything else on the watch list, Ray? One more, and I must say, just like Night of the Living Dead, I regret that's taken me this long to finally see for the first time. But the other night, I finally watched Frank Darabont's The Green Mile, based off the Stephen King novel, starring none other than Mr. Tom Hanks. And Michael Clark Duncan, who rest in peace. Uh, the film is like three hours and eight minutes, but the pacing is spectacular. You know, we we get an inside look into life on death row, uh, and the, the the mysterious character of John Coffee. And we don't exactly we don't get answer for what causes his. Uh, his gifts, but and I think that actually works in the uh, in the in its favor for the story. But I'm telling you, I've heard many times from many people that they just ball their eyes out at the ending. And I I, I have to admit, um, not this, not the. Did you see it, Bill? I have the film, but I have not had a chance to watch it. Okay, well, I won't necessarily spoil it for you, but I will say like. The big scene at the end, 
there's like two scenes at the end that 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 got me. Um, one scene, the one scene he's 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 about to be. I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with the fact that he he gets electrocuted at the end. He gets killed. Michael yes. Clark, Clark Duncan. Okay. Yes. So there's a bit at the end before that where he's watching a film and uh, there's this, there was just something about that film, the smile on his face as he's watching this thing. It's just, I didn't, I didn't realize until like after the scene was over, but I, I actually had a single tear rolling down my cheek after that scene. And uh, even like the, 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 the death scene itself, the electrocution, that, that, oof, man. I'm ready to watch it again. It was it was just that good, and it's just Tom Hanks. He there's a reason that man was in everything for the longest time, and another stellar performance from him, another stellar adaptation from a Stephen King work. Who um, Frank Darabont, who he also directed Shawshank Redemption, so that was kind of like it. That he had two back to back like big monster hits right there. And um, that that's that's definitely what I'm looking forward to revisiting soon. And I I, I highly recommend anyone who hasn't seen it definitely check you, it out. Did you pick up the 4K on that or no? I did. I I got surprise surprise. I got the steelbook. <laughs> but I, uh, I I I had I pretty much believed I I pretty much knew that one was going to be up my alley. I was okay. a Stephen King fan as a kid, and uh, not really so much anymore, but. Tom Hanks and I heard the I heard the film in general was just amazing from beginning to end. So I I knew that was going to be one up my alley. Yeah, definitely one I got to check out pretty soon. Yeah, how about you, Bill? What you watch? Well, I know you and I we watched Evil Dead. Oh, that's right. I I knew I knew I was missing something. Yep, yep. That was that was fun. Yeah, it was. Ryan and I we like to. Uh, you know, we like to get on the, on the phone and uh, talk when we're watching the movie at the same time. We both have the 4K, so we pop, hit, you know, hit play, pop them in, hit play, and we talk along as we watch the movie at the same, at the same time. That's a lot of fun, though, doing that. Yeah, it is. And we did the same thing with, with Season of the Witch. We did that, too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that added to our, you know, our uh, new appreciation for the film, too. I think so. Yeah. Definitely the, the nice shared experience. It, it did. But Evil Dead on 4K, holy crap. It freaking looks beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. I know this 4K came out a while ago, but I haven't had a chance to, I mean, again, I, 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 having so many films, not enough time to watch everything. It's been, you know, I've had this one on the shelf and I finally had a chance to pop it in and watch it. It looked amazing. Have you watched, had you watched a 4K on this before we watched the other night or no? I did. Uh, back in October, I was in a nice uh, horror movie kick. So I decided to uh, try, I, I tried to get all my horror movies in. I, I didn't succeed, but uh, that was, I think that was the first one I checked out like on October 1st. And it was, it was okay. a nice way to kick off the month. Yeah. But man, this it's the best, it's easily the best I've ever seen this film look. It looks yeah, like the, it could have been shot. It looks like it could have been shot like not that long ago, like a few weeks ago. Like that's how good and crisp and clear. Oh, yeah. This um, film looks, and I just forgot. Like, just and again, when you're when you're watching the film, when you're watching a film by yourself, you know you're enjoying it. You appreciate everything that's going on. You, 
But when you're watching a film, and I recommend this with a film, probably something that you maybe have already seen before and you're watching maybe for a second time. But when you're watching with somebody, you know, you just, you have, you can have, appreciate a little bit more and have a little bit more fun with it. You know, but, well, except for on the, on the, of the, uh, you know, talking about like Camp Blood or something like that. And, yeah. Those, you cannot, those wa- kind of, you cannot watch that by yourself. You yeah, can only those kind watch of that with people. Yeah, because other than that, you, you know, you're just gonna. You know, I mean, I'm not talking anymore about Camp Blood. I'm, I'm past it. I'm not talking anymore about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's, it's. I'm, I'm glad it's, it's gone. It's, it's like even though it's gone, it's like the, this, the, the. Uh, I don't even know the presence of it. The still memory haunts you. It still lingers around, like no, yes, <laughs> no. Now, I also did. I caught up on on Moon Knight. Finally, saw the first two episodes of Moon Knight, so I'm I'm enjoying that so far. Yeah, it's um, good. Oscar Isaac, he's fantastic. He how he's playing between playing Stephen Grant and Mark Spector. It's he's going back and forth, and then not only that, but he's also playing Moon Knight and Mister Knight as well. So, have you seen the second episode yet, Ryan? Or no, I have. That was, uh, I mean, the, the, I, I guess like you could only get, you can only go so far in terms of like the uh, keeping like the mystery. So naturally, the, the 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 mystery was itself going to end. But I would say like when they fleshed out some of the plot in episode two and the uh, the Mark Spector persona of uh, Oscar Isaac's character. Uh, took more of a front seat, uh, 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 not position, but role in the in the the second episode, and then the, that was a lot of fun. You know, we we finally got to see we got to see him uh, going back and forth between the two versions of not just you know Stephen and uh, um, Mark, but also between Moon Knight and Mister Knight uh, Stevens version of uh um the uniform the nice uh the nice quaint yeah uh, i was i was was getting deadpool vibes man (laughs) (laughs) you know i really was but it was it was good though because it's like you have like the serious old tough moon knight and then you have this i don't even know how you want to like refer to mr knight you know what i mean like he's very british Yes, yeah, he's the British. He's British Deadpool. <laughs> you know? But yeah, I, I. But so far, I'm I'm enjoying the show. Me too. Um, now, Halo on Paramount Plus. That one, I'm. I mean, it's not terrible. I'm, I've watched the first three episodes so far. Uh, someone who's played the games, all the games, basically, it definitely. It does not follow that that pattern that that story almost you know like master chief i mean that's anyone who hasn't seen the series so far master chief spends most of his time not in the uniform under the helmet you know you see what he looks like so there are definitely some things i'm not the biggest fan of with the show um the third episode definitely did pick up a little bit more because they did introduce uh cortana so that was a little bit you know it made a little bit better uh, the back and forth between her and Master Chief, but I mean overall, I mean it's still it, it's not it's not bad. It's not the you know it's it's definitely not as good as Moon Knight, but I'm definitely not 
you know, I'm not disappointed that I'm checking it out. I, you know, as someone who's a fan of Halo, I still wanted to see the series. So, you know, I so again, I, if you have Paramount Plus, would I recommend it? Yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. I mean, the episodes are almost an hour long each episode. They're not, you're not getting a 30 minute episode, a 40 minute episode, 30. No, they're all basically almost an hour. So I think it's, and, and they're, they're they're definitely flushing it out a little bit better now. But like I said, that third episode, but the first two episodes were kind of like. I wasn't quite sure how I was going to feel about, you know, about the show overall. Um, now, I did watch some other movies, though, right? So we're going to get, because we're already about 21 minutes in. So we're going to get going here with a couple other titles that I did, that I did watch. Um, the first one I did, well, let me see. Actually, actually, I got one. I got one more, right? One more that I did watch. And it's actually going to go along with the, with the pickups that I actually made. Oh. And this was, this was one that I got um, from Cauldron Films, uh, La, La Possession de Altair, 1974. It's a Spanish found footage film that's shot in eight millimeter film. It's supposed to be, it's from 2016, but made to look like it is from 1974. So there's some graininess, there's a little bit of te- deterioration with the footage, but overall it's really good. Um, it's definitely. It's all subtitled, so it's subtitled, and there's no English language for it. It's a Spanish-speaking film, um, but I would say that if you think by just, I mean, listen to the name of it, La Possession. So you obviously you're thinking there's a, a possession going on. Yes, but it's not what you think. It, the ending is completely. It has a twist ending that you I didn't see coming. It's definitely not what you think it's going to be at <laughs> the end of the at the end of the film. So I definitely, I highly recommend if you're picking up boutique titles at Cauldron Films, this was like, num- this is number, they have all their titles, all their titles numbered. This is number five. And if you get it now before it's sold out, um, well, they never really sell out. Basically what happens is you have the limited edition with this uh, slip and you get like um, little bonus goodies that are thrown in as well. And once those are gone, then you just get a standard Blu-ray release afterward. But this, but this particular set, you get the fil- I got the film, I got the slip with reversible artwork. Also comes with the CD soundtrack and lobby cards as well. So it's a really nice, it's a nice package. You know, definitely can't highly, you know, I recommend it. Definitely recommend picking up this one if you're into boutique, boutique titles. Um, and again, we're in New Jersey and it's a New Jersey distributor. You know, the boutique label is in New Jersey. So, you know, helping out the, uh, the local state you know, business. So I, I got no problem with doing that. Now, as far as pickups go, what do we have, Rod? You got anything good or what? Well, Bill, I did come home. I, I haven't taken it out of the box yet because unfortunately I just haven't had time yet. But I did receive the steel, the Best Buy exclusive steel book of Spider-Man No Way Home. And uh, – I am very much looking forward to checking out that beauty. You know, it was definitely one that I'm sure you can agree. You know, once, once they announced it, we knew like right ahead, right away, it was going to be one that was going to be, if you don't pre-order it now, it's going to be gone. And sure enough, that is pretty much exactly what happened. So I know we're both uh, happy that we definitely pre-ordered that when we did. Um, And I'm very much looking forward to checking that out because it's as, I usually tend to see a lot of the films I enjoy more than once in the cinema, but I guess between like the thing with having a list is you get to go see everything. So when I usually would have seen 
fewer films in general, but more times I've now traded off to seeing more titles, but only once. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to checking that one again. And uh, the only other title I have coming to me this week, I haven't gotten it yet, is the uh, Arrow 4K release of RoboCop, which I am very looking, much looking forward to checking that one out as well. Uh, how about you, Bill? Well, just like you, you know, I was able to stop at the post office today, and what was waiting for me? Nice old package from Best Buy containing one Mr. Webhead himself, Spider-Man No Way Home, on Steelbook. And like you said, right, that Steelbook is gorgeous. You, you flip the, you open up the Steelbook, and it's actually the whole image. It's one continuous image from the front to the back. Oh, wow. With all the villains and Spider-Man on it. It's, it's a beautiful-looking Steelbook, matte finish to it. It's not glossy or anything like that, but it's definitely one of the best looking steel books that I've seen. And so happy to have this one. Really, really thrilled to have this one. Um, yeah, I mean, and again, one of those things that we had to put, I mean, we pre ordered this back right before Christmas. The pre order yep. went up on Best Buy for this. I remember you telling me, you're like, it's live, man, go get it. It's, it's on. And I, and I did. And sure enough, before you knew it, it was gone. So really happy to have that one. Now, as far as other pickups go, again, from Cauldron Films, I picked up two titles the other day. The Collinswood story, that is awesome. That's from 2002. That is another found footage film. Um, that one I have not had a chance to watch yet, but that one I'm definitely going to be checking out very, very soon. And not only was Spider-Man waiting for me at the post office, but my first package from Kino Lorber's March into April sale was waiting for me as well. Because, you know, I guess got to keep myself and get myself in trouble, more in trouble all the time with this stuff. But I did pick up a few titles. The titles I got, I got The Cat and the Canary uh, starring Bob Hope. It's an older film. And another film called, it's, I think this one's more like a, um, a crime noir type film. It stars Ray Milan. Uh, I've become a big fan of Ray Milan with some of his uh, older films. And this one's called The Alias Nick Beale. So that one I'm looking forward to checking out as well. And the next one I picked up was a double feature. Kino Lorber Studio Classics double feature. Brian Brown and Brian Dennehy, the FX collection. FX and FX2. I haven't seen either of those, but I've heard really good things about both of them. Uh, from 1986 and from 1991. So I went and picked that one up as a double feature. And finally, for 20 bucks, I picked this one up because I become a big fan of Cary Grant. Really, you know, diving in. That's another thing with doing like, you know, doing like a YouTube channel or doing the podcast now. You know, you start diving into films that maybe you wouldn't have, you know, in the past. And I really I dove into a lot of these older, you know, 30s and 40s films. And the Cary Grant collection, picking up, you know, three films for 20 bucks. Kino's, you know, Kino Lorber titles for for 20 bucks uh big brown eyes wedding present and ladies should and ladies should listen all in one set for 20 so i can't complain those pretty much those are my pickups like i said i have another order coming from kino and the sale's not over yet so i might just have to go and place <laughs> another one before everything is all said and done so yeah quite a few things right between you know what we watched and what we picked up we definitely uh covered a lot of ground there i agree absolutely now, as far as, again, now that we're going to get to releases that are coming out tomorrow. Of course, we just touched upon Spider-Man. Now, if you can't find the Steelbook, Walmart has an exclusive. Not a Steelbook, but I believe it's exclusive artwork. Target has exclusive artwork. 
Then we have, you know, we have the regular standard Blu-ray as well and the standard 4K as well. So there are plenty of, of options. If you can't find the steelbook, there are plenty of other options. It's amazing. And I, I'm sorry to interrupt, Bill, but, you know, it's, it's, it's really amazing, you know, that they, de- they decide to devote so many different store-exclusive versions of one film because, after all, physical media is apparently dying. Yeah, so it's, it's on its way out, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a shame. Know, yeah, it really is. Now, Arrow has a few titles coming out tomorrow. Of course, the one that Ryan said he has coming, you know, coming soon this week. RoboCop 4K from Arrow. And I also have myself an Arrow release that's coming. That being Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, uh, Kenneth Branagh, uh, Robert De Niro. That is in 4K. You can also get it as a standard Blu-ray also coming out tomorrow from Arrow. But I wanted to go with the 4K. It kind of, to me, it kind of feels like it goes with Coppola's Dracula. So I kind of, and I have that in 4K. So I was like, you know what? I'm kind of going to go, I'm going to go with the 4K release for Mary Shelley. Now, Chucky season one coming out on Blu-ray. I never checked out the show. I'm not the biggest Chucky fan. Um, but I know the show was pretty, is pretty popular on, on sci-fi. I think it was on sci-fi and I think it was, might've been simultaneous with USA as well. Um, on both, on both channels. But if you're in, you know, if you're in the child's play and Chucky, definitely season one is out on Blu-ray tomorrow. Raised by Wolves, HBO Max exclusive, getting a Blu-ray release, which I was kind of surprised at season one. I had never seen the show, but I was just kind of surprised that this one was actually getting a Blu-ray release uh, for season one coming out tomorrow as well. Is it just a Blu-ray and, bill or are they doing a 4K? Just, no, just a, just a standard Blu-ray coming out. Um, I didn't see anything stating about a 4K coming out. If you want to see in 4K, you got to go watch on HBO Max. If you want to, if not, you just got to get it in Blu-ray on Blu-ray instead. Yeah. And finally, from Kino Lorber, we have an old old slasher. I think it's from like 1980, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, New Year's Evil. So that's one that, again, with Kino though, and I've, and I've said this to Ryan a lot of times, is with Kino Lorber, you want to wait, wait for the sales. I know it could be hard. I mean, if it's a, if it's a title that you really, really desperately want to pick up, then go ahead. But if you can wait for the you know two or three sales that they have throughout the year, you can get titles that just came out, literally just came out maybe like a week or two ago, half off already. So it's, it definitely pays to be patient when it comes to Kino Lorber. I mean, some of these titles, like I said, the Cary Grant one, 20 bucks. The FX collection, I think it was like 12. The other ones were like nine, nine to $10. So I mean, their prices are great when they have these sales. And if Bucks, even better because you get free shipping. So, so New Year's Evil is definitely one that I'm very interested in, but I'm gonna wait for the next sale to pop up before I go and pick it up. Did you pick up anything? I told I was I was telling Ryan the other day about Kino, and I sent him the link to go check out the sale. Did you Did you go pick anything up or no? See, I uh, I did a little digging, and I was fortunate enough to not find anything that at this time uh, interested me and in that I'm tired every day you can go through a hunt like that and not find something you're lucky because there's yeah. way too much temptation but you know as as you as what you were saying Bill you know it really is to your benefit as a consumer to wait for the sales you know I, I, I didn't know about the regular Kino sales until you mentioned it to me, but, you know, I 
you and I have both been familiar with the Criterion sales for the past couple of years now when they when they go down. And it's just like one of those things where, you know, if you if you if you want to get some keen, uh, Criterion titles or in this case, Kino titles, you know, you make a list, save up for when uh, the sales happen because they're going to happen and uh, just wait for them. It really is the smart move. It's really when you get to other things with like you were saying with Cauldron films or with like Arrow specifically uh, that they have their limited edition releases. Um, those are really the ones you want to try to get uh, as soon as possible. But again, like again, if it's like a title I really want, then I'll do that. But like, other than that, that that's, that's one of the great things about waiting, but yeah. I mean, yeah. like I said, I mean, they're and there's I mean, the box sets that they have. I mean, they're they're they like dirt cheap if you get them on on a sale. So you cannot, you know, you can't like. And even in the, like the next sale, like the next sale, but the next package that's coming, I have Hard Target. Hey, Hard Target, nice. uh, Van Damme coming in there. And I know when I told you that that was on sale, you were but <laughs> you paid what like <laughs> full price for that, right? Yeah, it was in the uh, mid to high twenties. Yeah. I think I, I think and now for the sale I think it's like fourteen ninety nine or fifteen ninety nine for the four K, so that's yeah. not, not bad at all. Not bad. It's definitely it's worth it's worth waiting. You know, but um now as far as announcements go, we're gonna we're gonna dive in with some announcements. We have some some more May titles to talk about. A very big one just dropped. Uh, yeah, we can this confirm. Morning. Yeah, we can confirm that the Batman. Is coming out on May twenty fourth. Ryan and I have already pre ordered our steel books from Best Buy, so that's all we got. The, that's already locked in. We're we're ready to go. Um, the Batman was fantastic. It, it really yeah, it, was. it absolutely it was. You know, a different. It was a different kind of Batman, but it was also the perfect kind of Batman film too. So it's you know I've heard some people say you know oh he's too much of a de- detective and I'm like, no. What do you you know you yes. He's a detective for the most, you know, pretty much that's what he is in the film. But that's okay. We've seen the other iterations of Batman done a hundred times. It was nice to get something a little bit different for a change. And I think how it was done was done perfectly. So I know we're both looking forward to on May 24th. Now, this is this one surprised me, right? The boys. I know you're not the biggest fan of the, of the show. But the boys are, you know, Amazon exclusive, getting a release season one and two coming out on Blu-ray on May seventeenth. That one, I'm probably more than likely, I will probably pick that one up at some point. Um, probably not a day one for me, but I probably will add it to the collection at some point. Now, one that I did forget to mention, we've been talking about all you know titles that are coming out, but uh, Cursed starring uh, Christina Ricci. I kept forgetting to mention that one's another one that's coming out from Screen Factory on 4K. Uh, no, it's not a 4K. It's just a standard Blu-ray for this one. But it is coming out, again, May 10th. Another May title. <laughs> now, So Screen Factory is just like, they got tons of titles coming out in the month of May. Uh, Dog with Channing Tatum. That one just got, uh, that one got a Blu-ray release. Not a 4K, but just a standard Blu-ray. Again, another May, May 10th. So that one, I know you saw that film. I know you like that one. Um, is that one you're going to pick up or no? More than likely not. 
Okay. Yeah. Unless it was four K. Unless it was four K. See, even then, I'm not sure because like I liked it, but I'm not sure if it's one that I would necessarily need to. It. I mean, I'll, I'll likely see it again, but it's not one that I would feel the need to like see multiple times. So. Okay. Yeah. And I know now. Screen Factory, they announced um, Funhouse, which is an old an old slasher from the 80s. That's getting a release on 4K on June 21st. So another another Screen Factory title. Then we have Stanley, uh, Stanley Kubrick's Killer's Kiss coming out on June 20th from Kino Lorber on 4K. So that's, you know, that's an old Kubrick film. I don't know if you've seen that one, Ryan. Oh, I have, yep. Is it, is it any good? I, I mean, I, I thought it was pretty good. So, like, Kubrick, Kubrick's interesting because he, some of his earlier films, like, um, it's like Killer's Kiss, it's like your standard, like, noir. Like, okay. it's it's probably, like, your most basic, one of your most basic titles from him. You get some more of his genius with his next couple films, um, the killing, the way the story was structured, and uh, Passive Glory was another great follow-up. Kirk Douglas, um, great war film, and then you followed that up with um, Spartacus, but that wasn't originally his title to begin with. So uh, it, it's great, but it's 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 definitely it's definitely uh, doesn't have like I guess all his from why I remember all his trademarks yet, you really start to see a lot of the genius come to fruition with like starting with Lolita and then really with uh, Dr. Strangelove after that. But I would say like for anyone, I would say anyone who is a fan of Kubrick, I would say definitely give Killer's Kiss a chance, uh, a check because uh, I, I always usually tend to, I, I do enjoy watching a director's films from like the beginning to the end from like beginning of their career to the end if they if they actually if they're no longer with us just to see like how they developed over the years and uh i've always found it to be very enjoyable you could see like their trademarks form the kind of different themes that they they stick they tackle if there are any like sort of threads that um work their way through their various works, and I, I think it's a very enjoyable experience. And like you said, that that's one of his earlier films. Now, yes, granted, it is you know it is Kubrick, but the fact that this film is getting a 4K release again, go back to that old oh, physical media is dying. This is an older film, not one of Kubrick's you know huge big you know films in his career, and it's getting a 4K release. So I mean, thank goodness for like companies like Kino Lorber. Who's t- who are not just putting this out, but taking the time to put this out on 4K. I mean, I, that's it's a fantastic thing what these companies are doing, and that's why I say you got to support some of these companies because they're doing great work. You know, bringing yeah. these titles, bringing these titles out. Uh, otherwise, you know, we may never see these titles ever. You know, and at least not in this preservation. You know, in a, in a 4K, you know, setting. But this is amazing. But now here's another. Now here's a film. Okay, here's a film that I don't know if you've seen this one, Ryan. But when it came out, 
few years ago. It's not it's not that old of an, old of a film, but I remember everybody. There's so many people up in arms. It was all controversial about this film. I didn't see it that way when I, you know, when I, I, it didn't, you know, I didn't think about it when I saw the film. And even now I don't really, I don't see in, you know, in the controversial fashion like other people do, but Passengers with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence coming out in 4K May 24th. Have you seen Passengers? I haven't seen it. Um, I think that just may be one of the ones where it's like, no, I, it's like you said, there's so many movies that's becomes hard to try to watch them all, but uh, I'm, I'm a fan of both actors, and I've heard about the controversy about, you know, like the whole idea about them being on this ship or whatnot, and like he he wakes her up without her consent, that kind of thing, and you know, I, I, I think a lot of people, they they, they don't it's easy for us to uh, judge. For for one, it's a fictional. It's a fictional setting. It's it's they're not real people. They're 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 characters portrayed by actors. And um, you know, sure, sure. It's like it, it it may raise questions about consent, but you know, it's at the same time, the people who are up in arms about this stuff are not people who would ever be in that kind of situation. Would never have to deal with the kind of isolation that from what I understand at least with Chris Pratt's character in the beginning you know they they, they wouldn't have to understand what, what it's like to deal with that kind of isolation so it's it's really easy for them to be judgmental like that and uh, I can really go off on a tangent about that but I'm not so uh, I think it's the other I think it's another thing it's kind of, it, 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 I think it kind of did turn me off to it but I, I, I probably should check it out because you know what I I think I, I saw on Best Buy's website that it's the 4K is up for pre-order again. I guess maybe it went out of print and they decided to re-release it, or unless it's like a mistake on Best Buy's website, I'm not sure. But um, just another just another title they wanted to add to May. That's all. All right. Oh, oh naturally. naturally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but with that film, though, I mean, I always look at it as. When he wakes her up, he he's already been isolated on this ship for well over a year. And, you know, it, it's, it's tough. You're isolated in space on this enormous ship by yourself. Now, yes, there are, you know, I... I, I if people want to call it controversial, that's fine. Okay. But the film does have a, re- there is a redemption at the end. You know, I mean, anybody who's seen, like you said, you didn't, you haven't seen it right. Right. That's right. What you said. Right. So there is a, re- there is a redemption. So any, without, I don't really want, I don't want to spoil it for, for, you know, for Ryan or anybody else who hasn't seen it, but if if her character see if her character is is feeling a certain way about Chris Pratt's character about what he has done, it is all completely rectified by the end of the film. I put it that way. Like there is definitely there is redemption for Chris Pratt at, oh, okay. the, end, at, at the end of the of the film. Because um, again, the guy's isolated 
by him, you know, by himself for over a year on the ship. You know, I mean, he got to go, and he, you could see because he starts, he starts breaking down, like almost like mentally, just completely, just like losing it. You know, not not being, you know, not having any human interaction. So that you know, definitely. A lot of people don't understand. A lot of people don't understand what it is to be isolated. They have, they, 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 it, the, the, the ability to connect with people is taken for granted by so many people, and it's, it's to really lack any sort of connection, especially when it's like no fault of your own. You know, it's like people just cannot grasp that idea, and it's just, uh, it's, it's kind of a shame that the, 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 the premise is, has been. Um, kind of hidden or, or like the film itself has kind of been hidden just underneath all this controversy I, I think it's a shame yeah yeah it's definitely I mean it's definitely worth a watch you know because if anybody who's just who's heard the things about it without seeing it at least watch it because I'm because your I think your opinion might change about it if you just go say about it watch it for yourself you be the judge I'll put it that way you be the judge of what you think now, the final two releases that we have that were announced, Dog Soldiers on 4K coming out from Screen Factory on June 14th. So Screen Factory is just throwing them out there, left and right. Tons of films coming out from Screen Factory. And finally, uh, Academy Award nominee uh, nominated film, Licorice Pizza, May 17th, only on Blu-ray, no 4K for this one. But yeah, that one I have not seen. That one um, I don't know. Did you check that one out or no? I did. I saw that in uh, I saw that in the cinema uh, right okay. after Christmas, and uh, I thought think? it was really really good. Um, I've only seen a few of Paul Tam- uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's films, and it's really hard to rank them, especially since it's been so long since I've I've seen them. But he his his st- he he's one of those directors that you know I was talking about you know he he's definitely got a certain style to his films and uh this one I think from what I've seen before this one fits and uh it's another one where it's like you know people I think it's another one of those films you know it, it kind of got bogged down by people you know before and after you know they 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 question the uh they question like the, 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 the relationship at the heart of the film, you know, that the, the relationship, at the heart of the film is between, you know, a woman who's uh, like, I think she's like 25 and uh, the connection she has with the 15 year old kid who's played by uh, the late great Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. And he, he does a great job in the role. And uh, I think it's one of those things where it's like, if, I say go in. I, I say you should watch it. You know, form your own opinion, because uh, yeah, it, it makes you think about relationships in general, and just like it's it it, it takes place in a different time, and uh, it's just that's one I would definitely recommend anyone see. I mean, it's it's I can see why it was nominated for best picture, and uh, yeah. And Bradley Cooper was in that one too, right? He was for a few minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was he wasn't a big part of the film. Nah. Just gotta throw his name out there just to try to get some people to come watch it, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, even though somebody could be in the film for just a minute or two, it's all about the marketing. All about the marketing. 
That's right. So, so we covered things in this episode, right? Yeah, when it's, man, we're 49 minutes already. It's, it's, that was quick. Yeah, we covered a lot, though, between, you know, what, what we watched, what we picked up. And, um, yeah, like, I mean, just just to go back real fast, like the um, the La Possession, that film, I'm telling you, if you're into found footage films or anything like that, this film will definitely throw you for a loop. Just the way it's shot, it looks, it looks like, I mean, it really freaking looks like it came from that year. Like, that's how, like, that, and the acting is really good. I mean, like I said, I mean, it, it's subtitled and everything, but you can still tell just from the emotion and the feeling, you know, is how, how the actors and actors, are, you know, how they're portraying it on, on screen. It doesn't matter, you know, if it's a different language or not. You can you still, you know, it definitely, they emphasize how they feel, like, and, and you can tell it, like, their, their expression and stuff. And so in that sense, the acting's fantastic. They do a really good job, you know, for a, you know, basically like a smaller budget film, but it's an excellent, excellent film. Definitely worth checking out, you know, if you're looking for, you know, a horror film that you haven't really heard of. Because, you know, until last week, I had never heard of this film. So it was, and it's one of those things. I was actually, I was listening to another podcast and they were, they were actually interviewing the owner of uh, Cauldron Films and you know, he, this was a film that he mentioned and he, you know, once he mentioned what this film was about, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm sold. I'm picking, I'm going to go pick it up. And like I said, it definitely has a really, a good, a really decent twist that you're not going to see coming at the end of it. That I think definitely helps it stand out, makes it a little bit better than your normal fare for, uh, for found footage films. But any uh, parting words, right? Any parting words? I guess for those of you out there listening to this, you know, venture out, you know, in, in, in terms of what you'd like to see uh, over the next week. Check out some new titles, you know. Um, there are so many great films out there that it's, it's – you can probably go – you can definitely go your entire life without seeing all of them. And then that's it's – but there, there, there really is a lot of good stuff out there. And I would say, uh, as always, I always say, you know, support your local cinema. You know, I'm actually going to be supporting my local cinema tomorrow by going to see the uh, what I hear is the epic Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And I'm also planning on seeing, uh, if not tomorrow, then maybe Wednesday, because I'm off Wednesday as well. Uh, hoping to go see everything, everywhere, all at once. The new A twenty four film. I've heard. I've heard that it's fantastic. That's why I hear too. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that trailer just looks so bonkers and out there that I do. I just don't know. I have to wait and see what your uh, reaction is to it. Oh, absolutely. See, you know, I know. I mean, the only thing that really kind of got me interested in possibly seeing was the fact that the Russo brothers are involved. Right. Yeah. And them involved. You know, I know Captain America is probably going to show up in it. I know we're probably gonna, you know, it's a true multiverse of madness. It's gonna, it's gonna tie in with Doctor Strange. It's that, it's that, it, it actually is like this. What's happened? I, I, well, my prediction is it's, it's the actual second Doctor Strange film, and multiverse of madness is actually the, uh, the third film in the trilogy. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So you're thinking this one, Andrew Garfield's probably gonna show up because he's saying he's not gonna be in the multiverse of madness, but I think he, you know. 
He Andrew's been known to lie. Let's just face it now. You know, he 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 pulled he lied to us about Spider Man. Oh, technical. There, there, there's lying, but then there's also uh, I, I'll defend the guy. There's also not wanting to break an NDA. So that's because then, then then you have legal repercussions and uh, yeah, that's all right. Once he showed once he showed up in the film, everything was all forgiven. It was all all was forgiven at that point because that was just like stand up and cheer type moment, man. Just like. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. So, yeah. So that wraps up another episode. Uh, we'll be back. Like I said, you know, still going to try to sprinkle in some uh, solo episodes here and there um, when I get, you know, when we get the chance. And Thursday, I don't know if we've actually decided. What are we, what are we looking at for, uh, for Thursday, Ryan? I know we talked about watching Phenomena. I haven't watched it yet, though. So that's... Well, how, about, how, about, how about how about this? How about we? How about Thursday's episode? We go and we dive into into uh, Evil Dead. That sounds great. So, because I, I got a few things to say about it, I know you probably got a few things to say about it. Oh hell yeah! I've I've, I've been I've been uh, I have like sixteen. Oh no shit! Almost twenty years of uh, stuff I want to say about that film. Okay. And you know what? And the one thing that I have to say about the film that I did not know until just watching it is that Ryan looks like a young Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell <laughs> exactly. Ryan could fill in if they ever remake the film. Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi, if you would listen to the podcast right now and you want to remake Evil Dead, here's your new Ash right here. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan could be the new Ash. <laughs> Poor man's Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so it's been, it's been a lot of fun right and uh yeah we're gonna catch everybody in the next episode uh, like i said i'm gonna try to do a couple of solo episodes here and there i want to talk about some older cartoons and everything and maybe dive into some of these other films that you know have you know that um you know ryan hasn't really checked out might not you know be into so that's a good thing you know it's always good when you know, there's a little bit of variety you know Ryan might be into something that I'm not into. You know, I might be in something that he's not. So I know, like, I know Ryan doesn't really dive into too many of the older films, like the 30s and 40s. And uh, at least not, at least I don't think you do. I've delved into some. I've delved into yeah. some. Uh, there, there definitely is a, there definitely is a lack of, uh, I, de- I definitely need to do my, I, need, I definitely need to do my, due diligence more in terms of those few decades but i will say i finally saw a silent film uh about a month or two ago i saw the um the 1923 version of cecil b demille's the ten commandments that it was a silent film that that one was really good i liked that not as good as the 56 epic but uh still still pretty good it was different type of story but yeah yeah like I said, man, it doesn't matter. Black and white or color film doesn't matter. If it's if the story's good, it's good. If you're captivated, you're captivated. It doesn't matter how old the film is. It absolutely does not matter. So, yeah. So, everybody, have a great night, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.